Okay, so uh, tonight's shir uh, is uh, Hanukkah related about a, uh, a fascinating Shiloh, which, uh, which I saw uh, really last week, and I began to explore a little bit uh, more this week. And uh, I think it's quite exciting. So let's just go ahead and get started. So uh, we know that the basic mitzvah on Hanukkah is the lighting of the menorah. And uh, what's fascinating, which we're not going to explore tonight, is the idea that Chazal structured the mitzvah of Neirus Hanukkah. And I'm just going to say for simplicity, candles, even though it's not necessarily candles, but Chazal structured the mitzvah in a way where there's three different levels of fulfillment. There's the basic, the intermediate, and then the, uh, the best, the best of the best. So this is... We'll just start off with that Gemara. So we begin here on source one. Hopefully it's large enough for you guys to read. Uh, it says, Tanavan. So Bryce says, Mitzvah Ner Hanukkah. Sorry. That the mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah is Ner Ishu Beso. So the minimum requirement in order to fill the mitzvah is that every household lights one candle per night. All you need for the entire house, regardless of how many people are there, regardless of what night of Hanukkah it is, the basic mitzvah is near Ishu so one candle per night, and that does it. Now, the Mahadran fulfillment of that, and there's a Machlokas Tosos in the Rambam, what exactly that means, and we're just going to translate it as that you're going to light a candle for every member of the household. So let's just say there's six members in the household, you light six candles night one, six candles night two, six candles night three, and you're lighting according to the members of the household. And then, this is the one we're more familiar with, now those who want to do the mitzvah in the absolute best manner uh, possible. So then there's a machlokas. So Beishamai says, on the first night, you light eight candles. And then on night two, you light seven. On night three, you light six. And don't ask me to keep going with the math, but you keep uh, subtracting one per night. That's Beishamai's approach. So you start off with eight and you work your way to one. And Beishilo says that, no, we do the opposite. On the first night of Hanukkah, you light one. And then each subsequent night, you add another candle. And that, according to Beishilo, is the best way to light the candle. And now assuming that we're all going mahadrimina mahadrin over here, that we're all going to fulfill the mitzvah in the ideal manner. So whether you go like Beishamai's approach or whether you go Beishilo's approach, either way you end up using 36 candles. So that is in order to fulfill mahadrimina mahadrin, you're going to use 36, either one through eight or eight through one, either way, but it ends up being 36. Okay, so that's Givaldic. Nowadays, we live in great affluence and we live in this great capacity, uh, great, uh, great wealth. And it's not difficult for people to go ahead and obtain 36 candles. Uh, I think at, uh, you know, any uh, Judaica store or Jewel or Hungarian, you can buy a box of the 44 candles. It'll cost you 79 cents, 99 cents, some, you know, really cheap amount of money. So it's really not difficult to do. But that wasn't always the case. We know is even in recent history during the Holocaust. So getting 36 candles would be something which would be a huge uh, effort to go ahead and, and to obtain that. So Postgim asked the question, and this is from a sefer called Sholim Vidorshim. It is a uh, sefer 
I don't have it in, in front of me here, by a Rav Eliyahu Schlesinger is his name. He's a Rav in, uh, in Yerushalayim. He's a Rav of a neighbor in Yerushalayim. So he asks, although it's not, the as we're going to see, the question is not unique to him, but his presentation is going to highlight very well the, uh, the, the issue over here. So he says, So what exactly do you do if you don't have 36 candles? That's the ideal is 36, but let's say you don't have 36. Kagon, for example, and he's doing this just to make the numbers fit. Kagon, let's say all you have is 21 candles. So you have 21 candles to use over the eight days of Hanukkah. How exactly are you going to break that down? So he says, let's think about it. On the one hand, one approach is to say, on day one of Hanukkah, you'll light one candle. We're not talking about a shamash over here because you don't have enough for that. So night one, you light one. You guys could take out your calculators and do the math. So on the second night, you're going to go ahead and light two candles. Then, on day three, three. On day four, four. On day five, five. So, so far, you've, you've, over five days, you've burned through 15 candles. Now you have three days left, and there's only six candles left. So now, what exactly should you do at that point? So, he's, one, one possible, this first approach is, So now on day six, you're left with five candles. You really no, have... you're left with six. His, yeah, his really... myth is not right. Yeah, yeah. I, there, there, are, there are a couple printing errors in the course of this chupa, which I was continuously correcting as, uh, as I went along. So, but yes, you're going to have six left. So, because he, he went back and forth, because some posts can talk about if you have only 20 candles, and some posts can talk about if you have 21. So that's probably where the confusion arose. But yes, there's six. So So what do you do the remaining three nights when you have it doesn't make a difference whether it's five or six candles. So one approach is to say, being that I'm not going to be able to do mahadrim and mahadrim on nights six, seven, and eight, we're just going to revert back to the Iker mitzvah, near Ishu Beto, Beso. In each one of those nights, you'll end up lighting only one candle. Oh, or perhaps if you know that you have 21 candles to work with at the beginning of Hanukkah, Maybe what you should do is the first six nights of candle uh, of Hanukkah, light one candle each of those nights. So the first six nights you burn through six candles. And then seven And then on night seven, you'll go ahead and you'll you'll light seven. And then on day eight, you'll go ahead and you'll light eight candles. So do you do? One, two, three, four, five, one, one, one. Or do you do one, 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 seven, eight? So which is the preferred manner of approaching this, uh, this issue when you have only 21 candles to work with, which is going to be preferred? So where do you begin to explore this? So all of the posts can say, what you need to do in order to, to figure this out is we're going to go on with the next line of the Gemara. So we know Beis Shammai says one through eight, sorry, Beis Hillel says one through eight, and Beis Shammai says eight to one. Now, why is it, what's the basis of this disagreement, whether you're going to go one to eight, or you're going to go eight to one? So the Gemara goes on to say, again, the same Gemara in Shabbos, Chaf Alpha Beis, 
Amar Ula Ula says, So the explanation for these two opinions, or really better said, the explanation for this debate between Beishama and Beishelel is itself subject to debate between two Amoraim in Eretz Yisrael. Who are those two Amoraim? They are Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin and Rabbi Yossi Bar Zavida. Okay, those are their names. Now, what is it? Chad Amar, one opinion says, One opinion maintains that according to Beishamai, you're going to light the number of days which are ahead. So on the first night of Hanukkah, there are eight days, if you're counting day one of Hanukkah, so there are eight days which are coming. So you're doing a countdown. First day, there's eight days which are left. Second day, there are seven days which are left. Third day, there are six days which are left. And you're going to be counting downwards the days which are which are coming. How many days of Hanukkah remain? And the time of the Beis Hillel, and Beis Hillel's dissenting opinion is, we're counting the days of Hanukkah which are behind us. So the first night, it's already one day behind us. The second night, it's two days that have, of Hanukkah, which have already passed. And we're counting the days which we have already gone through. So that is one opinion about the Machlokas, whether we're counting the days which are coming or the days which have passed, transpired. The Chan Amar, whereas according to the second Amora, the basis of the dispute is time of the Beishamah Keneged Pare HaChag. So Beishamah maintains that the reason why you're going to go eight to one is based on the precedent of the number of bulls which are offered as korbanos on Sukkot, where or there also we, we offer the highest number of bulls on the first day of Sukkot. In each subsequent day of Sukkot, we go ahead and we subtract one bull. So being that we already have precedent, that we're going to go ahead and we go from the highest number and work to the lower number. So Hanukkah is going to be the, uh, the same thing. Historically, uh, and, and don't think, let me put it this way, don't think that by Shammai just said, you know what, we have somewhere in the in the grand scope of halacha that we go from a higher number to a lower number, and we're just going to go ahead and tap into that now, because why not? So the, the uh, many uh, explain that in the year of the Hanukkah story, because of all the things which are going on with the Greeks and all of that, the Jews actually did not celebrate Sukkot that year. There was no celebration of Sukkot, and therefore, when they were finally victorious, they, in a sense, wanted to make up the missing yontif of Sukkot. And that's part of why they chose eight days, because seven days of Sukkot plus Shemini Atzeris is eight days. So since there was an eight-day theme which is going on over here, or a Sukkot theme which is going on over here, so in order to add another um, hint to Sukkot, or another connection to Sukkot, Beishamai said, you know what, let's follow the pattern of the bulls which are brought on Sukkot, and we'll also begin with the highest number and work our way down. Whereas, so that's Beishamai's opinion, the time of the Beishillel, sorry, the time of the Beishillel, the Malim B'Kodesh Ve'en Moridin. And Beishillel's opinion is that no, in matters of Kedusha, we always ascend rather than descend. He doesn't explain why we're not going to take precedent from the bulls on Sukkot, but the general principle of matters of sanctity is we always want to increase sanctity rather than decrease sanctity. And therefore, Basila says, given the choice, we're going one to eight rather than eight to one, because one to eight allows us to increase sanctity as time goes on. Now, these are two explanations. And now there's a debate amongst Mepharshim, there's a debate amongst commentators are these two separate reasons 
Or are these two reasons really one and the same? So are these two reasons explanations of whether we're going to be counting down days or counting forward days, or whether we're going to follow the pattern of Sukkis bulls, or whether we're going to be Malin B'Kodesh, go up in Kedusha, are those two different sides of the same coin, but those two explanations are intertwined, or are these two explanations of the debate between Beisham and Beisil completely independent of one another? So now we have over here the Beisal Levi. The Beisal Levi is, he's the beginning of the Salavechik dynasty. He's the father of Chaim Salavechik, the famous sir of Chaim Salavechik. So he has, he has, he has a, a work on Chumash, besides the Chumash, but he has a sefer, a very famous sefer on Chumash. And in his sefer on Chumash, so he decides to spend some time analyzing Hanukkah halachas. So this is, it's in the Beis HaLevi on, on Chumash, but there's that, that special section there. And he writes as follows. He says, So he says that the, it, he takes it as a given that if the Gemara is presenting two different reasons as to why uh, Beishamai holds eight to one and why Beishil says one to eight, there must, be a, there must be a halachic difference between those two explanations. Because if it was just two different ways of explaining the same thing, and there's no halachic difference between them, there's no reason to record both uh, both opinions. So the very fact that the Gemara records these two explanations, by definition, means, according to the Beis HaLevi, there has to be a halachic nafkamina, and he wonders, what is that? So he says, suggests, So he says, the difference is going to be, what happens if you don't have 36 candles? So the exact case which we raised, the person has 20 or 21 candles, so what are you going to do? Ukagon, for example, Belel Shlishi, let's say it's night three. We're not even talking about where you started off off Hanukkah with 20, with 36 candles or 21 candles. Uh, You're you're working on a night-by-night basis. So Kagon, and let's say what happened is, Ukagon, Biyom Shlishi, the Elo Rak Neros. So now let's say it's night three of Hanukkah, and you only have two candles that are available. So what are you supposed to light when it's night three and you only have two candles? Now he explains. So if Beis Hillel's reasoning is, we're counting how many days of Hanukkah have passed. So it only makes sense on night three to light three. Because only the number three will fulfill that that uh, that uh, that explanation of we're counting the number of pe- days of, of of Hanukkah which are behind us, so it only makes sense to light three, and therefore if you're not going to be lighting three on night three, so so then you revert back to lighting a single candle, which is ikarachiyuv, which is the primary mitzvah. If you can't do the mahadrim in a mahadrim, which is to count up the number of days of which day of Sukkah, which day of Hanukkah it is, so then you go back to what the primary mitzvah is, which is one candle. That's it, because because what benefit is there on the third night of Hanukkah to light two candles? Either you're lighting three or you're lighting one. There's no rationale whatsoever to go ahead and light two. Being that the number that you're lighting is not going to correspond to the days, so then you go back to the Iker Mitzvah, near Ishu and you light only one. That is, however, if you assume Beisilo's reasoning is that the, the Mahadrim and the Mahadrim fulfillment corresponds to the number of days, is the counting of days of Hanukkah which you're at. 
But according to the second proposed explanation of Beis Hillel, which is that we want to rise in matters of Kedusha, we want to grow in matters of Kedusha. So then, so then on night three, you're going to go ahead and light two candles. You'll light both candles which are available, not one, not three, but you'll light two. Why? What will be the rationale? Even though last night you lit two candles, so now on night three, if you light two candles, you're not ascending, you're not going up a rung by adding an additional candle, but but you don't want to step down in the mitzvah, in the Kedusha. So it's better to re- remain parallel than to step than to take a step down. So according to that explanation, granted, you may not be able to go from two to three, but going two to one is certainly going to put you literally a step back. And that wouldn't make any sense at all. And if it could be avoided, you don't want to light tonight fewer candles than you lit last night. And there, being that you have two candles available, so you might as well go ahead and light two. So this is the famous position of, of the Beis HaLevi, that when there's going to be, on, if on day three, for example, you only have two candles, so he says that there's a machlokas amaraim, whether you would light two or whether you would light one, and he is of the, uh, and we'll see, the poskim themselves also address this, this exact same question. They don't quote it from the Beis HaLevi, but we'll see the Mishnah Brewer, in fact, uh, addresses this question. So the Mishnah Brewer here is in, Simon Tafresh Ayin Aleph Sif Katan Hey, and he addresses the same thing, and he's quoting from the Chai Adam. And he's talking about at the beginning of, of Hanukkah, let's say at the beginning of Hanukkah, a person has only nine candles that they're going to have available to use for all of Hanukkah. So the first night you light one candle, that, anyways, is a no brainer. So then on the second day of Hanukkah, you'll light two. Because since you have a two and you'll still have one remaining for the other nights, so you might as well do mahadrin min mahadrin on night two. The im yeshlo yud neiros. Now let's say you have ten candles, so that means eight are going to be one per night. You have an additional one which you're going to light on day two. So on day one you light one, on day two you have two, and now for the remaining six days of Pesach you have seven candles left. So now what are you going to do? So he says afal pikein lo yadlik rak belel base. Base. So he says, on night two, you're going to light your two. And here, the, the, uh, the Mishnah Brua from the Chayyadim says explicitly that uh, in such a case where on night three, there's only two which are available because you can't use the other ones because then you'll, you won't have for the duration of, uh, uh, for the remainder of Hanukkah. The most that you have is two, says the Chayyadim. And the Mishnah Brua follows this that in such a case, on night three, you're going to light one candle rather than two. That's the approach which, which he takes. So he's adopting, he seems to not be going with the Malim B'Kodesh concern. He seems to be going with the other concern that it's really corresponding to the days which, of Hanukkah which have transpired. And if, you're not, and if on night three, you're not going to be able to light three candles, there's no advantage to lighting two, and you'll just go ahead and you'll just light that one. That is the approach that the, uh, that the, uh, the Mishaburah takes. And we find a similar thing, similar sentiment found in the uh, the Mishabura, actually in the in the Sharetzion. He actually make, makes reference to this, and I quoted a little bit more than the primary um, uh, halachic part of what he says, just because 
it's always nice when you get to see poskim who wax poetic at the beginning of their letters. Letters used to be something. It was very different writing letters then than the way people text or WhatsApp or email nowadays, uh, the type of shorthand and whatnot which they, uh, which they do. So he says, He says, the sweet lines, the lines of writing, so the sweet lines, they, enlight, they enlightened for me during the days of light, meaning I received your letter during Hanukkah, and I was all excited to, to do so. And your words in, were, were, in, were illuminated with the light of Torah. And it inspired me to go ahead and to research, that's the Le'ayin, to research the question which you raised. And that is, so let's say you don't have enough oil to light one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, to light all 36. So should you go ahead and light as many as you can, regardless of the night, but light as many as you can, even though it won't be the standard number. Oh, the Chiyav Mitzvah. Or perhaps if you're not going to be able to light on night five, five candles, so then just go back to lighting one. There's no advantage to lighting two, three, or four on night five. Just light one. Because if you're not going to be able to do the Mahadrin fully, so then you might as well just go back to the Iker Mitzvah and light one. Same question which we are asking about. Says the Ksav Sofer, this is the son of the Ksam Sofer, so he says, in my opinion, it's clear, it's obvious. That in such a case where you don't have the the mahadrin number of candles to be able to light or enough oil for that, so you only light one. Why? Because if you go ahead and you try and add a candle on night five, you're going to light two, three, or four but you're not lighting the required amount from Mahadram and Mahadram, which would be five. So we'll apply the rule, that anybody who, that anybody who, who adds is ultimately going to subtract, meaning by lighting three rather than five, so you, that's actually worse than lighting one, because that's nishtahin nishtahir, it's neither here nor there. Because you light five to represent the, this, the, the extent of the miracle, that on light five, the, the miracle increased more than it was on day four and more than it was on day three and more than it was on day two. So if you want to demonstrate that the, the nace, the miracle is increasing, then you need to light five. But if you're only going to light three, so that diminishes the, the scope of the miracle. And why would you light a number of candles which is going to diminish the, the scope of the miracle? But on the other hand, if you light only a single candle, that's not diminishing anything. Why? Because when you light a single candle, it's not trying to commemorate the growth of the miracle. It is just commemorates the miracle, but we're not trying to uh, 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 move in lockstep with the miracle, with the growth of the miracle. We're just lighting one candle for the miracle. And not, you're not intending to try and match up to the day of Hanukkah it is. 
and therefore kach nearly pashat. So he says it's clear to me in such a case that you would not go ahead and light two, three, or four. If on night five you only have th- two, three, or four candles, just light one. Just do the ikar mitzvah and don't even try and increase it. So that also is, and that's similar to the Mishnabura, where he also says on night three, where you only have two candles available, he says also in that case, you light one. Because if you're not going to light three, if you're not going to light the number of days it is, so you go back and you light just that single one. Okay, now this is where things become interesting. Because here you have a famous commentary, famous because lots of uh, commentators discuss it, but you have the famous comment of the Svasemes. Svasemes of the famous, uh, uh, from the Ger Hasidus, the, uh, the grandson of the, uh, the Chedush Harim. So the Svasemes was known to be a profound uh, uh, thinker. And uh, many people go ahead and uh, use his Chedushim and Chomish. They would write down almost every year. He was a rabbi for like 30, 40 years. And they wrote down almost each uh, week the drashas, which he would say over the course of that Shabbos. But the Svasemes in Ger, so it's well known that Ger is very strongly rooted in learning. So they're not just Hasidish Torah, but they're very strongly rooted in learning. And the Svasemes actually has three volumes of Chedushim and Shas. That's uh, that's uh, something which they uh, they they've always uh, it's always been known that in Ger that they uh, they place a very strong emphasis emphasis on Limud Torah. So here in his Chedushim to Masech Shabbos he says as follows. He also wonders about the difference between these two explanations for Beis Hillel, whether it's Malim B'Kodesh or whether it's corresponding to the number of days of Hanukkah which uh, have arrived. So he says, it would appear, So same scenario. You don't have 36 candles that you're going to be able to add an additional candle each and every night. The Yeshlo Esrim Neiros. You see our tears where we came from. So here the Svasemis talks about having 20 candles rather than 21. That's where some of that confusion arose. Ukedoma or something similar. Because because according to the explanation that you want to uh, mark the number of days of which day of Hanukkah it is, whether it's day one, day two, or day three. So So if you have 20 candles, you might as well start off Hanukkah and go as many days as you can, lighting the correct numbers. So you'll write the east base vagimalelos. So you'll light day one, you'll light one, day two, you'll light two, day three, you'll light three, etc. Ubisharalelos yadik echad echad, and then whatever nights remain, you'll light only a single candle. Because you have no choice but to go ahead and fulfill the mitzvah as originally intended. Aval. But he says, so that's if if you're go, if you're going to be if you're going to make an attempt to uh, to parallel the number of what day of Hanukkah it is. So you might as well go one, two, three, four, five. That'll give you fifteen. So for five days you were on the correct day of Hanukkah, and then for the remaining three you'll do one, one, one. But avalatam demalim bekodesh. But says Asfas Emes. If you adopt the second explanation for Beis Hillel, which is the fact that you always want to rise in matters of Kedusha, you want to ascend in matters of Kedusha, so then, so then what you want to do is you don't want to go ahead and do one, two, three, four, five, and then drop down one, 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 because that will be lower in Kedusha. What you want to do is you want to save your highest numbers 
for the end of Hanukkah. So So you would want to go ahead and do, you would do your one, 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 seven, eight. So you'll do the first or, or whatever, no, that's if you have 21. So you'll go six days, you'll go five days, and then you'll do one, uh, and then you'll do seven days probably. You'll do it that way. So that you don't end up dropping down in matters of Kedusha. So here also the Sfas Emes expresses this same uncertainty about, similar to the, uh, to the Beis HaLevi, in terms of what's going to be the best approach. Now he says, um, now they make reference to um, let's try and do this. Okay, you know, okay, so the next source is a safer called Maoros Nasan. So Maoros Nasan, when I saw this quote where you see the name of the author is Aleviskia. Aleviskia, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Maybe some uh, some Russian name, but I'm not exactly sure. But when I first saw the name of the Sefer, so I figured that this was probably written by Rav Nassim Gestetner, because Rav Nassim Gestetner has a uh, has a, uh, he his chuvas are known as Lahoros Nassim. So Lahoros Nassim and Maoros Nassim, so they sound very similar. And I figured that maybe it, he wrote a, a volume on Hanukkah, and rather than calling it Lahoros Nassim. So he made a play on words, and he called him Ma'oros Nasan. So I went out to Otsar Chachma to look it up, and there were two Sfarim named Ma'oros Nasan and Chanukah. So my bad mazel was, it wasn't the first one of those, it was the second one of those. So I had to search through the entire first Sefer to see if it was there, and it was not. And then it was in the second Sefer, so Babar Hashem, I was able to, to track it down. So he expresses the following uncertainty. We're going back now to the Chai Adam's opinion and the Mishabrua's opinion, where they said very clearly that if on day three you only have two candles, you should light a single candle. So now he says, So he says, we, There's some uncertainty about what's going to be the story with the Chai Adam. This really, where he says, there on the initial nights that you should go ahead and you should light according to Mahadrin and Mahadrin, even though it means you're going to drop down and you're going to end up lowering your number later on. So according to the case of the Mishabura was, you light one candle night one, you light two candles night two, and then the rest of the, can- the nights you're going to go ahead and you're going to light one, 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 one. Because he was talking about where you have nine or ten, just nine or ten candles. So now, what's the explanation? Now, 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 let's take it out of the, the number that the Chai Adam and the Mishabur address, and let's go back to the original number of 21. So we have 21 candles. So do you do one, 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 one? Um, too many of them. Yeah, 21. So you'll do six days of one, and then seven, eight. So he says, uh, th- that way, at least by the end, uh, sorry, uh, sh- sorry, the other way, should you do one, two, three, four, five, and then one, 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 because five nights out of Hanukkah, you'll be following Mahadrim and Mahadrin, 
So being that five nights out of Hanukkah, you'll be doing Mahadrim and Mahadrim. So that's an advantage. You're getting more nights of Mahadrim and Mahadrim. Because according to the Tzvas Emes' scenario, where you have 20, and therefore of the 20, eight of them are already, you're going to use at least one a night. So that's already eight of them. So Nisharulo Yud Beis Neiros, and that leaves you another 12 to work with. So how are you going to manage those 12? In So as we said, the numbers, you could do one, two, three, four, five, one, one, one. So at least five nights, you got the advantage of Mahadrim and Mahadrin. So that would be one way. As opposed to the Svas Emes, he says that you would do one, 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 and then eight. So that's the way he would do it. And Im Kain, and according to that, Mutav So one approach is that when you have 21, do one, two, three, four, five, one, one, one. And the advantage of that approach is you've got five nights where you do a Mahadrim in a Mahadrim. Oh, or perhaps or perhaps we'll adopt another halachic principle, which is that you want to go ahead and when the mitzvah presents itself to you, so you don't want to go ahead and uh, and delay. And that would actually be preferable to uh, to the uh, other explanation, which is we want to rise the matters of Kedusha rather than descend. And therefore, uh, we, we're not going to pay attention to the fact that we're going to end up going one, two, three, four, five, one, one, one. So these are the two different ways, that uh, two different uh, uh, uncertainties which he has as far as this. But we have, from all of what we have, this is a, just to summarize, to be able to get to these last two sources. So of all the sources we have, we have two different approaches. We have, if you have your 20 or 21 candles, do you do one, two, three, four, five, one, one, one? So you have five nights of Mahadrim and Mahadrin, even though it's going to mean that you're going to be morid in Kedusha, you're going to lower Kedusha the last three days. Or is it better to go ahead and do one, 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 seven, eight? In that way, it would actually be, oh no, yeah, that would be there 21. In that way, although you'll only have two days of Mahadrim in a Mahadrin, which is less than five, obviously, but you have the advantage that you never lit on any particular night less than you lit the night before. So these are the two approaches that we have in the two rationales. And now we come along with another idea. And this is from the Avi Ezri. The Avi Ezri it was written by Rav Shach. So Rav Shach wrote, amongst the many things which he wrote about, but his, uh, his primary work that he published was a commentary on the Rambam, very lumdish uh, uh, commentary on the Rambam. And he writes as follows. And it's amazing the way he presents it, how he writes it, and what exactly he's doing, what he knows that he's doing as he writes it. And he says, I, I read this to some people in the call this morning, and their minds were like, uh, were like blown away, and it was spinning. Says Vida, he says, you should know. It appears clear. You're on the third night of Hanukkah, and you don't have three candles. So, says Rav Shach, you should light two. Everybody else so far said you only light one. If Shach comes along and says, no, you should light two. And he says, it's a mistaken notion to think that you only fulfill the Hidr mitzvah if you light all three. 
And therefore, if you're not going to be able to light all three on night three, you're no better off. There's nothing to be uh, uh, to be gained by lighting any more than one. Says of Shach, this ain't no. That's absolutely not true. He says, absolutely not. He says, there's a hider mitzvah to light two candles, even though it's night three because you're lighting more than one. So that's also, it's not the full hider, as he's going to say, but it does enhance a mitzvah. As he says, just because you're not going to be able to do 100% hider, because of this, there's no reason to do a partial hider. Why not do as much hider as you can? Two is better than one. And therefore, day three, night three, is no worse than night two. And you might as well light as many candles as you possibly can and get yourself as close to doing the full hitter and uh, light what you got. And it says of Shach, this is what's amazing how he says it. This is simple and clear. I don't even need to bring a proof. It's so obvious that this is what you should do. I don't even feel compelled that I need to bring you proof that this is what you should do. And not only that, now you'll think, okay, so he just thought about this on his own and he didn't do any research about it. And it just, it was a thought which he had and it, to him, it seems clear. But that's not what happens. He says, He actually refers to Beis Halevi by name. He says, I'm astonished by what I saw written in the Beis Halevi. This is going back two or three generations before him. He says, that the Beis HaLevi takes as, as an obvious thing. The Beis HaLevi said, obviously, if on night three, you don't have three candles, you only light one. It, which is, that which is the primary obligation. The Beis HaLevi said, because what advantage is there? How does that beautify the mitzvah at all on night three to light two? It's not one, it's not three. So the Beis HaLevi took it as a Dover Pashat that on night three, you would not light two candles. You're only going to light one. And says Rav Shach, He says, I don't know what led him to this conclusion. I don't know where he's getting this from, why he said this. And then he says, And it's clear, this is not correct. So this is very strong language from Rav Shach now, neither, the truth is, neither of them brought a proof to their position. So both are arguing, in a sense, in Savara, but it's an amazing thing for a shach to come along and say that, listen, I saw what the Beis Levi said. I don't know where he's coming from. I don't know why he's saying what he said, but it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And I think that you should light two candles on day three, and you might as well do as much as you possibly can, because every little bit more is more hither. That's the way he looks at it. Every little bit more is closer to the hither, so you might as well do as much as you can. What, what okay. is he? What is he trying to accomplish with the words "velo garia yom shlishi miyom hasheni"? That that, I mean, he's saying you light two candles because you lit two the night before, so you're not coming down. Is that what he's saying? I mean, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not even sure if he's talking about the Malin Bekonish versus Moridin, but he's saying that they're, they're, like they're, it doesn't hurt to light two. You lit two last night, so so if, light two if, tonight. So if he would say if you only have two candles on night four, you would still light two candles on night four, even though it's actually less than what you lit last night with three. As many as you have now, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. It, it, right. It, 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 it may seem so, right. 
Now, based on this idea of Rav Shach, who says that uh, it, there, it, there's an advantage to lighting as many candles as you can, um, and that is considered to be a hitter, even if it's not the correct number of the night, even if it's not, uh, you know, whatever that is. So now the the sefer that we began with, the sefer Shalim Vidorshim, so he comes up with a great chiddush, a great chiddush for the person who has 21 candles. So remember, we said, our question was, what would really be the best approach? Should you light one, two, three, uh, uh, should you light one, two, three, four, five, one, one, one? Is that the way you should go ahead and do it? Or should you go ahead and do one, 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 seven, eight? So those are the two options we are wondering about. Is it better to do the first approach because you get five nights of Mahadrim and Mahadrim? Or is it better to do the second approach, start off with a bunch of ones and then do seven, eight, because that will allow you to be Malin Bekodesh to end up on a higher number rather than on a lower number. So now he comes along, he says, based on Rav Shach's idea, that lighting two candles on day three is actually advantageous. So he says, I have a new approach. We could say, um, I don't remember if I did all the math all the way through over here, but it'll be 20 or 21. But somebody has a limited number of candles for Hanukkah. So what are you going to do? So on day one, light one. And on day two of Hanukkah, you're going to light two. So far, so good. Then you're going to light two candles on day three, four, five, and six. So you had five days where you lit two, that's 10, plus, uh, yeah, and then plus one, so that is 11. So now through day six, you've lit 11, and so far you haven't dipped below the number that you lit the night before. Then, then on day seven, you'll light four, and then on day eight, you'll light five. And that way you've used up, if we did the math correctly. It was 20. That's 20. So you've used up all 20. And that way you went one, two, 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 four, five. So it was always at least equal or ascending all the way through. And that way you're getting partial Mahadrim and Mahadrin on all of those days. It may not be the full Mahadrim and Mahadrin during those days, but each day you're doing more of a hider than the Iker Mitzvah, which is near Ishu Beso. Plus, you have the added advantage that you never violated the Malin Bakodesh principle of being moed of ever dropping down a number. And he says, and in the event that you have 21 candles rather than 20, so then, so then he, he, mu- he, must be, he must mean Yom Hashishi. He means Yom he wants Hashishi. To change, he wants to yeah. change the last two to a three. Right. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I told you that he messes up the numbers. <laughs> bad writing and then bad, uh, bad editing. But yeah, so this would be on Yom Shishi. So you'll go ahead and you'll, uh, you'll, you'll light three. And that way it'll end up being one, two, 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 three, four, five. But that way, you have that constant upward uh, swing rather than low, and that is his uh, his his chiddush as as far as that. And uh, as I said at the beginning, 
uh, Baruch Hashem in our uh, in our modern circumstances. So this is not a shaila which is going to be lemaisa for us, you know, unless you find yourself stuck, you know, because the uh, weather doesn't allow you to travel. You need to bring enough candles with you, and now you're stuck somewhere in a motel for a few days, and you're going to be lighting with a limited number to, number of candles which you have. But either way, it's something which is a fascinating, I think, analysis of the Gemara, the different reasons of Basilo, and you get to see how the postgame. Uh, work their way through this circumstance where you have limited number of candles and what's going to be the uh, the best approach. Okay, so that is it for tonight. Now, next week, um, 